Coach, welcome. Merry Christmas. How are you? Everything good? Good, Steve. Ben, good to see you guys. How's it going? Doing good. There's a little like that back in 1989 when you told me I was the defensive signal caller. I'm looking at you like, you got to be crazy. Same thing. They let me host this show today. I looked at the guy like, you got to be crazy. What is, uh, what uh, is this that? This is old hat for you. You've done this before. I don't remember if I've hosted or not. Wow. You know? I mean, yeah, it's all just it's all just talk on the just radio. Talk, yeah, talk well, football. Well, exactly right, which is, uh, which is all the topic right now, and especially with the playoffs coming up. And uh, your team uh, had their 10th straight. Great AFC East championship, uh, and uh, what they call it a T-shirt and hat day. And and uh, how uh, how that guy how that feel afterwards for the guys in the locker room? Felt good, Steve. Yeah, felt good. Uh, you know, we missed chances the last couple of weeks, but you know, I thought our team played competitively yesterday. We got contributions in all three areas: um, offense, defense, special teams. So ran the ball, um, had a lot of production, got ahead, played well on defense. Uh, punt return, block punt, special teams, downed a couple punts, gave our defense some field position. So we had contributions from all the units. Um, always room for improvement, obviously. Buffalo's tough. They turned the ball over on us a couple times, uh, three times. So, uh, you know, we got to do a better job of, of taking care of the ball. But um, overall, you know, I thought we, we played well enough to win. And, um, win the division's always a, an important goal. Bill, uh, I, I, you said yesterday after the game that there will be another time for sentimentality about the 10 straight uh, division championships, 15 out of 18. Uh, pretty incredible stuff to be getting compared to the Atlanta Braves yesterday. But um, what about this year's team? What, what about this year's team and their journey that they've been on stands out to you? Well, these guys work hard. They come to work every day. Um, again, it hasn't always been perfect, but we try to correct our mistakes, move on, look look ahead and um, keep a positive attitude and keep trying to get better. And they, they've done a great job of that all the way from the spring to training camp to uh, the ups and downs of the regular season. So um, happy for them and the way they've competed. And, um, you know, we have football in front of us. And it, we're really – this week's game is a, is a huge game for us. Uh, so we need to put our best up for this week. And, again, like you said, not – not get too sentimental about what has or hasn't happened in the past, but our opportunities in front of us, and we want to make the most of it. Is it fair to say, even if the results and the record isn't always what you want it to be, that uh, you still like you haven't had many problems with this year's teams, and as far as the players and their effort and some of the toughness they've shown? Yeah, they worked hard. They worked extremely. They've asked. They've done what we've asked them to do, and um, you know, it's one thing we can do a better job of. I can do a better job of is doing a better job of coaching. And so, if we can coach them better, then they'll play better and they'll work hard. So. Let's, we'll see where it takes us. But but then you had – sorry, Steve. No worries. Cut, cut you off here Good. again. Um, no worries. You did have an interesting comment after the game. You said this has been a very challenging season. What, what did you mean by that? Well, every year is challenging. Um, they're, they're great teams, great players every week that we play. And uh, every week's a challenge. Um, every game's a tough game. And if you don't – if you're not at your best or pretty close to it in this league, then you know, you're, you're going to go down every week. So um, every every year – Every week's a challenge. That's the way it's always been. I think that's the way it'll always be in the National Football League. It's a very, very competitive league. And, um, you know, we have more challenges ahead of us. You talk about the competitiveness of the league. Uh, it seems like uh, uh, that's even more so this year than, than before. There seems to be a number of teams out there uh, that wouldn't surprise you to do well in the playoffs. Is that is that pretty much the case? Well, I know every week if, if you're not ready to go, uh, you're probably not going to like the results, so. We know we got to be ready to go at our best, and um, unfortunately, there were a couple of weeks where we weren't able to do that. And um, I got to do a better job there. We all got to do a better job, and we we suffered the consequences. So uh, this will be a big week for us to you know to get to our highest point there by Sunday afternoon. 
Is it necessary for to to explain to the young guys that that might not have been parts of uh, previous uh, uh, teams that that okay yeah that AFC East championship is just a step in the right direction is or is that handled in the locker room by the guys themselves? Uh, probably both, Steve. Yeah, I mean we'll talk about it, but certainly the players that uh, have have been here and some very recently uh, with only a year or two of experience uh, know the difference from. Um, what it is at the end of the season, uh, how much more important and how how critical each game is when you only have one left in this case or very few left uh, that you're in really a you know one game season or a very short season and I'm sure they'll they'll let their teammates know about that. Um, but we talk about it as a team as well. Um, but again, look, these guys have they've prepared well each week, and so uh, we have to continue to to empty the tank on Sunday and then. Uh, take all week to fill it back up and and be ready to empty it again. Did you? Uh, I know some of your players ran back in the locker room and watched the end of the Eagles game. Did you happen to catch that yesterday? Yeah, we were in the coach's locker room and um, we saw the last couple of plays of that, and uh, so um, that was a big win for the Eagles and um, certainly helped our our situation. Um, now the most important thing is for us to is to go out and win Sunday. Yeah, obviously, uh, just to take care of business, just go out and win and beat the Jets. That's the easiest for you guys. But have you ever seen it? I, I was trying to go over the playoff scenarios last night, and not one seed in the AFC is locked up right now. You guys could be one. You could be four. Same with everyone else. It's wide open. Have you ever seen it going into Week 17 where it's this wide open? Yeah, I didn't realize that, Ben, but it seems like every year there's a lot of scenarios and there's, um, you know, nine, ten teams that are mathematically alive for the six spots. Uh, so it's – honestly, I, I don't really try to keep track of all of it. Um, you know, I just know that if we win, that's a good thing and everything else will take care of itself. And, um, you know, in this league, you're, you're rooting for one team one week and two weeks later you're rooting against them. It just can flip in a hurry, so – I just root for the Patriots and let everything else take care of itself. Uh, we'll get to the Jets in a little bit, but let's talk a little bit about uh, yesterday. The The running game uh, came alive. Was that uh, the idea going in, or did it evolve to that uh, as as much as you guys ran? Well, as you know, Steve, whenever you, you do something and it's successful, you, you have a tendency to try to do a little bit more of it, and I'd say that was probably the case yesterday. Um, you know, if you call five or six runs and, and you got 10 yards, mm. you know, I don't know many, how many more of those you want to keep calling until things change. So, uh, But we were able to, to the second drive, uh, hit some big plays in the running game, 12, 15, 12 yard or whatever it was, and, and, um, and ran the ball in for a touchdown. So um, that certainly encourages you to, to keep it going and, and run some of the complimentary runs. So you've run a couple of things that have hit, and then um, you have a couple of plays that are complements off those, and, and you want to, uh, run those because they've been set up. So uh, sometimes it turns out that way. Sometimes it turns out that way in the passing game. But um, you know, I thought Josh did a great job calling the game. You know, Tom made some good checks on the line of scrimmage. You, you don't think the quarterback's part of the running game, but in our system, uh, being able to get to the right run when uh, a play that we have called uh, obviously is not going to work against a particular look that they give us, and to go to something else, that's. You know, good on his part. I thought our receivers blocked extremely well. It's probably the best they blocked all year, and that that helped us gain a lot of yards on the perimeter. But even on on some of the inside runs, like James White's touchdown and um, a couple of Sony's runs, uh, where we came in and blocked the safeties, that 
that got us some extra yards as well. So it was a good a good team effort offensively in the running game. Did uh, did McDaniel's have to change the game plan much midweek after the Josh Gordon news come out, or you know how did he do kind of adjusting after that? Uh, well, again, that's not saying the situation comes up every week, but things change during the week in, in the National Football League. Uh, a lot of times we go into the game uh, on Sunday morning, we're not sure who's going to be available. So um, honestly, making a change on Wednesday or Thursday is is relatively easy. Compared, not that you want to make them any time, but uh, it's a lot easier to make them during the week than it is to make them uh, on the day of the game or in the middle of the second quarter when somebody goes out and you have to adjust at that point. But that's all part of it, and we've all had to do that. And I think our team... And our coaches can adjust to whatever whatever it is we have to do. We we anticipate that um, we have to have a backup at every spot. We have to have a plan for every player should something happen to them. And so we try to take that into consideration every week. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, we have more questions about the offense, but I wanted to ask you one thing about the defense. Uh, and this was just my observation from up in the 300 level, but – uh, you guys did a good job of kind of corralling Josh Allen yesterday. We all know he's a great runner and held him, I think, to five rushes for 30 yards. It looked like uh, you guys were spying on him, but it looked like you're using cornerbacks and safeties. And I haven't watched as much football as you have, but I've watched a, a decent amount of football. And I don't know if I've ever seen cornerbacks being the quarterback spy before. Usually it's the linebacker. Was that something that was going on yesterday? Well, one of the things we did, uh, Ben, was we tried to give him a couple of different looks. I think uh, against a quarterback that is a good scrambler, if he knows that, okay, there's one guy that's looking for me and it's that guy, um, a lot of times those players can handle that one guy. They can, you know, they know who they're looking for. They get about position or whatever. But, you know, when a quarterback's trying to read the coverage downfield on third down passing situations and – uh, maybe you give them a, a different look or two on on if you're going to spy them, who's got them, or maybe sometimes nobody has them, uh, and you just try to count on the uh, overall coordination of the rush to do it. That um, it just it makes it a little bit harder for a, a guy to do that. But uh, those guys that are are good scrambling quarterbacks we played against in the past, they've been spied a lot, and they know how to handle um, one guy, no matter who it is. You know, one guy spying them. So um, we had some situations, and, and Matt did that last week. Matt ran. Uh, at Detroit, Matt ran uh, like a double spy on him. He had he actually had two spies, uh, and you know again I, I think it's just if you change the looks up on a quarterback who's trying to deal with coverage and rush at the same time, that's that's hard to do. So uh, we tried to mix it up a little bit. Your uh, your off. I'm sorry to get back to the uh, offense. Your offensive line and Devlin in particular, they they seem to uh, uh, do a very very good job in the run blocking. But it didn't. It wasn't just a smash mouth in your face type of uh, of blocking you guys had some pretty good schemes going on is that did you see what you wanted to see and those were some of the audibles or you just anticipated those yeah well we we're able to get to the edge a couple times and, and those were design play calls obviously and then uh when that happened uh we felt like that would complement uh, some of our inside runs with that look so that that motion would drag somebody out to the perimeter uh and then be able to create a little space inside and so on uh, for example on james white's touchdown run mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, Patterson came across the formation in motion, we ended up running inside of him. Um, and so, I don't know, maybe that attracted a little bit of attention outside. I'm not sure, but that was kind of the idea was to, to make the outside play, make it look like it's the outside play and run inside or you know, vice versa. How much of the offensive game plan yesterday, especially to go run heavy, how much of the, uh, the fact that the Bills had the number one pass defense, how much did that play into it? Yeah, well, again, we're, we're prepared to go in and run and throw the ball um, 
you know, I, I don't think you go into a game saying we're going to run the ball 47 times, and we don't go into the game saying we're going to throw the ball 47 times. Um, we have a, a game plan that we want to start with, and then as the game unfolds, um, sometimes it leads to balance, sometimes it tilts one way or the other, uh, and sometimes game situations dictate that one way or the other too. So uh, I think there's a lot of flexibility, and again, Josh does a great job of being able to adjust to uh, what they're doing and also – uh, what the game situation is and how effective uh, our matchups are in one area or another. And when you have multiple personnel groups like, like we use, um, and we see the same thing on defense, other teams that use multiple personnel groups, uh, usually somewhere along the line they find one that they like, uh, maybe one that you like more than another, like we feel a better matchup uh, based on the way they're playing us in this group than that group, and then um, sometimes that tilts the, the field a little bit in that direction. But going into the game, you don't necessarily know um, what the matchup's going to be, or you know, you might think it's going to be favorable, and it turns out not to be, or vice versa. So uh, there's definitely a, a element of adjusting or regame planning as you get into the game. Are, are you a little concerned about the state of the passing game right now? I mean, um, Brady, just you know, we're not used to seeing him uh, look the way he did yesterday in the past few games. Are you concerned about the passing game right now? Well, I'm concerned about everything every week. I'm concerned about the offense, the defense, and special teams against the Jets. So we'll see how we do against them. Um, and we know that'll be a big challenge for us in all three areas. But, you know, anytime you run the ball a lot, you don't throw it as much. And vice versa, you throw it a lot, you don't get a lot of run opportunities or not as many. So, you know, we'll see how that goes this week. But in the end, if we can outscore our opponents, then, you know, that's a good place to be. Seems like uh, you're – Defensive advantage at home is even more uh, uh, prominent than in years past. Uh, you're, you've had some uh, difficult uh, uh, road games defensively. Is is it that big a, a deal, or is it just not executing on the road sometimes? Yeah, well, I don't know. It's uh, obviously you know when you're three and five on the road, there's mm-hmm. a lot of problems. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean. I, I, <laughs> I wish I knew a great answer to that. Then that would have been fixed before we were three and five. So, well, uh, one thing you you did fix was the uh, uh, the penalties from uh, uh, the Pittsburgh game to, to this game. I think you ended up with five penalties. Uh, was it five penalties this game uh, yesterday? And uh, uh, coming down off a season high of fourteen, uh, that had to be a, a a strong topic of discussion during the week. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, sixteen, including the ones that were declined and all that. So. Yeah, uh, we you know we just can't be successful in this league, um, giving your your opponents second opportunities, and uh, not only having penalty yardage but losing positive yardage that you gain on the plays that you were penalized on. So, um, you know, we we that, that absolutely we we need to play. Uh, we haven't been penalized a lot this year, um, and overall in the past years, and you know we've had a couple of games that didn't go that way, and we need to correct that. We can't. We can't play like that. And if the game's being called tightly, then we have to adjust to it. It's as simple as that. Just to settle a bet with Freddie, I thought you told me one time the percentage of scoring a touchdown after an offensive penalty decreases some certain amount. I don't know if it was like to 35% or 22% or whatever. Uh, but that, that's got to be ridiculously frustrating when you get two drives, two penalties on the same drive. Uh, overcome one of them and then have trouble uh, uh, with the next one, uh, and and especially when you look at some of the penalties, they're, they're mostly mental penalties and not not things of of effort or energy. Right. Well, look, penalties that are um, you know that are judgment calls or judgment calls, and right. that's part of football. The ones that aren't judgment calls, like 
false start and too many men on the field and delay a game. And mm-hmm. I, that's just, you know, that, that's not, yeah, that's not them. That's, that's the uh, ability of the offense, inability of the offense to execute properly. And so, right, I mean, you got to eliminate those. Look, there's going to be a, you know, a holding call here, or a, you know, face mask call there or something from time to time. That's part of football. But, uh, and you obviously don't want to have those, but, they're going to happen, but when you false start and line up off sides and have mm-hmm. too many men on the field and things like that, that's just – you can't have those. Bill, uh, one, one name we've heard a lot the last few weeks is J.C. Jackson, undrafted rookie, played a lot of snaps yesterday, had a big interception. Uh, what has he done to kind of gain the coach, coach's trust? You know, J.C. works hard. He's out there every day. Um, he just keeps getting better and, uh, you know, came, uh, I'd say, from pretty far back in the pack, starting in the spring to um, – getting playing time in preseason to making our roster to earn some playing time situationally uh, defensively to uh, you know earning the majority of the playing time defensively that's so, the progression you want to see right yeah and then that's just going out there and you know guys get an opportunity they do a good job they get more of an opportunity um, they do a good job they get more of an opportunity and uh, so he's continued to take advantage of those opportunities and prepare and play well I uh, wanted to ask you about a, a key player uh, going back to offense real quick. Cordero Patterson had a tremendous game running the ball, but then did leave with an injury. Do you have any update on, on what he's dealing with right now? Yeah, no, not yet. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, look, a lot of guys after the game are, um, as Steve knows, better than I do. You know, you, Monday, Tuesday, you don't feel great. Wednesday, sometimes you don't feel great. Sometimes Wednesday, you're ready to practice. Sometimes you're not ready till Thursday. Sometimes it takes longer in the week, so. We'll just have to see. Things any different this year than in previous years with the overall health of your team? Is it your typical week 16, week 17 bumps and bruises for, for the most part? Yeah, I mean, we haven't had much of anything all year. We had you know some injuries early in the year with some of our rookies, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like Wynn, Bentley, Wynn. and uh, guys like that, Barrios, Izzo. Uh, but overall, you know, Jeremy Hill got hurt early, unfortunately. But overall, we've been, been pretty healthy all year. I mean, we've had guys miss a game or two here or mm-hmm. there, but... Um, you know, I think our off-season training and, and the job that uh, Moses and the strength conditioning staff have done, training the guys that, uh, you know, we're in good condition. We've, we've been able to play in whatever we need to play in, you know, played in some warm warm weather games. I don't think conditioning's been a, been a big factor. I think it's been an advantage for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been relatively healthy. So, uh, But, you know, look, it's week 16 right. uh, in the National Football League, so uh, nobody feels great at this time of year players, coaches, anybody that's been out there doing it every day. I mean, it's a grind. It takes a toll on you. But I think overall we're holding up pretty well, and our guys are very you know, diligent about their rest, recovery, taking care of themselves, and it'll be ready to go each week. And I think that's a big credit to them and, and our, our conditioning staff. So uh, that's everybody you know, doing their part on that. He said, uh, and, and a report came out a few weeks ago of, of Brady having an injured knee, but he comes out yesterday and says he's 100% healthy, and, and that's, that vibes with what your, uh, what your training staff says too. Yeah, well, again, yeah. Uh, at, at any point in the year, you know, everybody goes through something. It's, right. it's a long year. It's a National Football League, but um, you know, we've had full, pretty much full practice participation uh, on many of our practice days here in the last few weeks. And so uh, that's a good thing. It's good to have everybody out there working and um, you know, make some of the game day inactives uh, decisions harder. But that's a good thing, too. Uh, Bill, I, I realized last week uh, tried to put the Josh Gordon issue to bed, and I wasn't going to ask you about it today, but then a, a report came out yesterday, a couple of reports, 
one that said he failed a, uh, multiple violations of the drug test and one that you guys kind of had an around-the-clock security uh, kind of watching him and keeping track of him. Do you, do you have any comment about uh, those reports? Uh, no. No, it's, I'm not going to comment on about any player's personal situation. And um, the all the drug testing goes on between the league and the player. The teams aren't involved with it, so I don't know how any team could have any really any knowledge or comment about any of those stuff. It's not we we don't we don't test them. We don't know the results until we're told the results. We don't know any of the circumstances. We don't know anything. Yeah, and and it's even, a league test. So. Even when it's under appeal, you don't even know until it's like final, right? Any questions on that and, and league discipline? Go to the league. They don't they don't go to the individual team, right? We uh, uh, watching the uh, uh, the game yesterday. Brady had a couple of interceptions. Uh, the uh, the one uh, that was intended for uh, Burkhead was that an option route or was that a straight out call on on his part? Yeah, we just we just didn't didn't do a good job on that play, and um, so you know from the coaching to the execution to just the it's just one of those things that we you know we didn't do a good job on. Obviously, threw it right to him, and and uh, so. We got to we got to right. do a better job there. That was really just more of a, a lack of execution on our part, you know, collectively as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we'll, you know, hopefully we can we can eliminate that play. Uh, you took uh, uh, Brady out with about six and a half minutes left or so. Uh, it, it seemed a little earlier than other times. Was uh, was that something that uh, uh, that you just looked at the scoreboard, or was it uh, just time to take Tom out and keep him safe? Yeah, I just thought it was the right thing to do. Uh, Bill, so today's Monday, and, and I think you gave the players off today. So, um, what happens on like? Do they still go through corrections? How does that work uh, if they're not coming in today? Are you able to still correct the things from yesterday's game? Yeah. So uh, the players come in today that uh, for treatment and uh, to do some um, training and workout recovery and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, with the players not coming in today, then Wednesday will be a combination of. Uh, obviously getting ready for the Jets, doing the scouting report and the game plan, but uh, in conjunction with getting ready for the Jets, we'll also um, work in some corrections from the Buffalo game, particularly the ones that we feel would have a specific application to the Jets, something that they do that's similar or um, you know, something that if we had a problem with it, we don't fix it, like a blitz that hurt us or a, a certain pattern that hurt us or something like that, we would make sure that we would specifically cover that as part of our preparation for the Jets because they could very easily just do the same thing Buffalo sure. did. So uh, it'll be a combination of that on Wednesday. Yeah, and, and I know uh, tomorrow's Christmas, but the NFL clock stops for no one. It's week 17. No, that's right. Uh, Tuesday's usually a big game planning day for you guys. How uh, you guys off tomorrow? How, how you doing the work week this week? Well, we'll do the majority of it today. So we, we treat it today as kind of like a Tuesday um, from a staff standpoint. Um and then we'll, you know, we'll be ready when the players come in on Wednesday. Um, they'll be ready when they come in on Wednesday from their uh, recovery here over the last two days. We've done this before. There have been other times where we've we've um, not brought the players in until Wednesday. It gives the coaching staff a little bit extra time to prepare. It gives the players a little bit extra time to to recover. And I think at this time of year, um, sometimes that that extra time is a little more valuable than. Uh, than coming in and, and going through the film and, you know, grinding through a normal Monday after the game. Uh, certainly a place for both, and uh, we did that last week after the Pittsburgh game. I just felt like that was the right thing to do for this week. So what do the Jets bring to the table? 
Well, first of all, they're really good on special teams. Um, they have a you know outstanding returner. Um, kickers had a great year. Uh, they've got good coverage players, so they're strong there. Um, Darnold has seemed to you know give them little a little juice offensively uh, with um, you know his play and you know overall you know good group of skill players and defensively they're have two good corners you know with Johnson and and uh, Claiborne of course and and uh, Adams is a is a force at safety. They have a good front you know led by of course Leonard Williams one of the top players in the league at his position. He's a hard guy to handle. Uh, so they're. They're a strong, very, very strong team, physical team, big team uh, in a kicking game, strong coverage team, strong blocking team uh, with an excellent return, um, an explosive team offensively. They've hung up some some big numbers here uh, over the course of the season. I, I'm On Sundays, I'm usually watching you guys, so I haven't watched too much Jets, but I, I watched them when they played the Texans a couple Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. Darnold made some pretty good throws. Um, just curious your thoughts on how much you've watched him and what you've seen so far. Very talented player. He's big, strong kid, strong in the pocket, can run. He's athletic, can extend the play, but he's got a great arm and, and can make all the throws. He can throw the comebacks, throw the ball down the field, has a good touch on the underneath routes, uh, and can definitely you know stand there in the pocket and and you know just throw the ball flat-footed. He doesn't need a lot of room, uh, but he's also athletic enough to extend plays and, and give the receivers a little bit of extra time to get open. So um, I think you know the combination of uh, Darnold and McCown as a, a veteran uh, guy, kind of like uh, Buffalo had with Anderson now and and um, Allen, um, that you can kind of see those guys getting better every week. Um, young quarterbacks with a lot of talent, not only the playing time and not only the coaching that they're getting from their uh, their coaching staff, but also the veteran uh, quarterback at their position that is, you know, hard counts and. Um, you know, decision-making at the line of scrimmage before the play, coverage recognition, uh, going to the right place with the ball. You, you just kind of see him getting better every week, and Darnold's certainly done that. Allen did it last week. You can just you could see him improving every week. So, um, you know, those guys are going to be good players. Yeah, uh, Darnold and that tight end, Herndon, look like two guys that are going to be uh, tough for you guys to handle for some years now. Well, well, maybe we'll take it one day at a time. That's but, right. Yeah, you know but the tight end looks pretty good too. Absolutely, no, it's a well balanced team between the backs, the tight end, the receivers, the quarterback. Um, again, they've they have a lot of good have a lot of good players. All right, Bill. I think we got to wrap things up here with the drive of the week. I picked out two. You tell me uh, which one you think was better. There was that 88-yard touchdown drive that Edelman capped off, but I thought the first touchdown drive, five plays, 55 yards, and you didn't have to pass the ball once. That was pretty impressive to run the ball down the field. Yeah. All right. Let's go with that one. Then we'll go. With, we'll go with that touchdown. The uh, five-run touchdown drive. Well, what did you like the most about that drive? Just uh, you know, it was good to be physical and be able to create some space. I thought we ran well with the ball uh, that CP and and Sony both made. Uh, after they could have been tackled, they made extra yards on their own. But we did a good job of getting them started so they could, um, you know, get get going and have a chance. And then when they had a chance, they were able to to build on it and take advantage of it. It's always good to run the ball in the end zone. Um, so that was that was a positive. Coach, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I, I know you're. Uh, a big family guy, and and uh, these holidays are a big part of uh, of your life too. And uh, uh, I just want to, from my family to your family, uh, happy holidays. And and um, I've had at least half a dozen fans when I told them I was going to be on here with you to wish you the same thing. So, Merry Christmas and and uh, have a good season. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Steve. Appreciate it, Ben. Yeah, great to be on today, and happy holidays to all the listeners. And um, 
you know, thanks, thanks for listening and supporting us, and uh, hopefully we can continue to, you know, extend this season and and play well, and you know, still a lot of football in front of us, and we're going to do our best to to make the most of our opportunities. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Coach. Okay, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Ben. Thank you.